Welcome to the Beyond the Massacre podcast with Cam Lee. I'm your host, Pete Sludge Monster 76. And get ready to hear the untold story of the history of death metal. The truth they don't want you to know, the version they don't want you to hear. From the man himself, Cam Lee. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beyond the Massacre podcast. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Beyond the Massacre podcast. Now, you'll hear me introduce the podcast again in a couple minutes when we get into the meat and bones of this here episode. But first, I want to talk about the festival I was at this weekend. Um, So 18th of March, I went to Heidelberg, to the Heidelberg Death Fest, which was an absolutely awesome very cool festival very cool location uh the o2 Halle in, in heidelberg indoor festival obviously uh this time of year third weekend third weekend in march germany you never know what you're going to get for weather so indoor festival two thumbs up uh great organization huge shout out to the new evil music uh event planners they took great care of me um, they set up a great festival. The layout was great. Great food vendors, great drinks, nothing overpriced. Everything was very, very reasonable. They even had a chill-out room where they had the vendors set up uh, that had chairs and couches and just places you could go and chill out. Uh, definitely a good size death metal festival. Um, no question about that. But a huge, huge Huge kudos from me to the event organizers. Good sound. One thing festivals, especially, you know, smaller indoor festivals, something they usually skimp on is sound. Not these guys. Great sound system. Absolutely awesome. And not only that, they had a great lineup of bands. Now, obviously, I'm partial to one band in particular because, of course, who our guest is, right? But there were some great bands that were playing. Um, A band I'd never heard of, apparently, that's been around for a while. Um, A band called Kitzer. They're a grindcore band. Absolutely love these guys. Absolutely great. Just grindcore fucking just pummel you. Um, Of course, then you had uh, uh, Sheerneck playing uh pungent stench which i mean come on man it's fucking pungent stench you can never go wrong with that uh then you had of course benediction and what more do i need to say i mean dave and the boys uh, they don't mess around Uh, they get on stage and they just pummel you with benediction and if you're a benediction fan then you know what you're gonna get you're gonna get non-stop just fucking awesomeness you know, Dave and the guys are sounding great. The band sounds top notch. You can't, you can't go wrong with Benediction. And then the event, uh, then the headliner for the festival was Asphyx. Also, dude, legendary band, great fucking band, still sound absolutely awesome. Two thumbs up. Martin's vocals, fucking brilliant as always. Uh, so there you go. Uh, had a great time. Uh, you're going to hear 
now something very special and I'm going to introduce it when I get there. But I want to give a huge uh, personal thanks to uh, David Ingram for um, being a great guy, being a great friend and absolutely, you know, there's a lot of people in this business that will just, you know, they'll screw you over. They'll lie to you. They'll bullshit. They'll do whatever. Uh, I got to say, David Ingram is one of the coolest, nicest, best fucking cats in this business. So huge thanks from me to Mr. Ingram for just being fucking awesome. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Beyond the Massacre podcast. I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Beyond the Massacre podcast. Now, this is a super special episode because we have a very special guest on with me and cam now this is the first time we've had anybody on where we've actually both been on together when we were interviewing someone or basically having a round table discussion so cam is sitting in his lovely house in orange city florida or in shorts where it's very warm at the moment am i correct mr lee yeah it got it got really hot last night it's like uh 80 degrees, which I don't know that, uh, you know, that's the American version. So it's hot around, it's hot. around 28, 27, 28. And then sitting across from yeah. me in Heidelberg, Germany, I have Mr. David Ingram of benediction. Hello there. So there we go. So, uh, I got these two legends on and I figured since we got these guys both on the same time and these guys have been friends for a while. Um, I thought it'd be cool to have them both come on and basically talk about some, uh, talk about some stuff they have in common. And one of the things they both have in common is they have side project bands or other bands they do outside of Benediction and Massacre. And, uh, they happen to share, uh, musicians. So, uh, let's hit it off with you, Dave. What, what side project bands have you been doing that you basically have shared musicians with Cam? Uh, pretty much all of them. Uh, let's see. It, it, it's like um, yeah. It's it started with Down Among the Dead Men. Uh, it was uh, Roger, and that was 2013. So we're looking 10 years ago, and that was my initial uh, dive back into making music since 2007. I've been doing a, a radio show that that metal breakfast radio thing, right? And really been enjoying doing that. And, and I'd done a few little, you know, guest vocal spots on on things here and there. It was, it was mostly just demos for bands, um, and also my own shit at home. Oh, by the way, can I swear? You can swear all oh, you want. Okay, thanks. Um, but uh, yeah, and I was doing my own stuff at home with also with a, a friend of mine and it, it, the, the the Metal Breakfast Radio co-host at the time, in fact. And uh, it was Roger that said to me, do you, you know, you, you fancy doing Down Among the Dead Men? So I did that with him. Then we, we did Echelon. Uh, now we're doing Stygian Dark and also Formaldehydist. Formaldehydist? Yes. It's sort of a, a, a alcohol-related, sort of like um, uh, Absis, yes. that, that type of humor. And uh, Eat My Fuck. More, more like Eat My Fuck, actually. So, um, yeah, it, it's that. We, we did this one album, and the, the guy, we found out that the record label, the guy was some real horrible person. And we wanted to withdraw the album from the label, but he already sent it out. And he'd done something else with another band, and they sent him a court order saying cease and desist. Um, and they, they pulled their album. So he lost 
like 10, 15,000 euros or something on that deal. So the album that we did, he just totally buried. Uh, he put one advert in one magazine, and he, I think he's still selling copies of that album right now. So, uh, but yeah, so, so at some point we'll do something else with that formaldehyde. But, but there's that. Then with Johnny. Right. It's uh, I did just before dawn with him for a while, right? Uh, where we actually were playing live shows, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, we also have a band called Earth Sinner, um, uh, sort of yeah, old old Swedish style, uh, the the everything on eleven, right? Um, Noisy, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, so that, that's really it. Um, but absolutely, we do share these musicians and. It has also led me to find other people to work with, like with with the, the band Hell, Frost and Fire. These right. are people who were acquaintances of Roggers mm-hmm. who, who got in touch with me and said, let's, let's try doing this. Um, and then there's a guy called uh, Peter, Peter Svensson, who did a project with Rogger quite recently. And me and him are now doing like a, a desert rock. Oh, cool. Uh, project. So desert rock, death metal things going on um and I'll, I'll take this moment to tell the world it's called sand cadaver well there you go folks you yeah. heard it here you heard it here first and all right cam so what bands have you shared uh that you've, you've, you've blah, 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 that you've been using uh johnny and roga with uh so yes it's definitely uh roga actually i guess i go back further than dave i thought for sure i was uh after you but uh, I go back to 2007 is when I started with uh, the Bonar. So it goes with the Bonar, which didn't come out till we started talking about it in 2007. Um, it was under a different name at the time. Uh, of course, you know, we were with a, with a label, of course, a similar situation where the, the guy that was running the label was a, was a POS, but, uh, yeah. you know, we won't, we won't go talking about people, but, um, uh, that ended up, uh, kind of going under and then, uh, you know, he got in touch with me. Rogo got in touch with me. He said, "Hey, we, these songs are too good. We've got to, we've got to keep them." And I said, "Okay, let me rework the lyrics." Um, at the time, we only had three songs, but I said, "Let me rework the lyrics." I've got this idea. Uh, I've always loved uh, cannibal stuff, and and uh, I don't think anyone else, you know, has really just taken grasp of the whole cannibal thing and just run with it to the to the point of every single song, every single topic is about cannibalism and serial killers. And I just, I just kind of wanted to run with that and just have fun with it. And uh, that's how we started with the Bonar. And then shortly after that, you know, Rogo was like, Hey, I really like you doing your Lovecraft stuff, which at the time I was like, I don't want to go back to that. I really don't. He's like, Oh, come on, you can do it. So we did the grotesquerie together. And uh, Johnny, I got with Johnny later. It wasn't about till 2018 that Johnny kind of through Roga, Roga introducing us, you know, to different people. Johnny said, hey, um, I have this project I, I want to do. Roga said, you might be interested in, and that ended up being the Not Robin. Oh, cool. So there's, yeah, there's there's the kind of like the bands, and and like David was saying, we have, uh, we met other people. I, I met other people through Roga. So like, I met Noel Kemper, who is uh, uh, from the band uh, Gruesome Stuff Relish and Altar of Jallo, and together we did uh, Broken Gravestones. And then uh, other projects we've done and other people we've started. Once we started this file sharing thing all and, and meeting people around the world using technology of today, um, I got to meet people and I did some other projects. Like I did the Akatharta um, with some people and I did some. And it's the same thing. I was doing guest vocal appearances on people's stuff at the same time. And kind of like a, someone would come in and say, hey, would you mind, you know, 
checking my song out. Would you like to do something on this song? And I wrote back, yeah, just sure. Just let me know what part you want to do and, and I'll do them. And, uh, and by the way, I never charge anybody. You know, I don't charge people. I don't think David does. We just do it. If someone asks, we're, we'll do it. I do. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, oh, I do? do because I have to take time off work oh. uh, for doing it, and it, it covers the the bills. Oh yeah, uh, well, okay. Uh, yes, uh, of and, course, it, yes, and it's yes. never a lot of money, so it, it, it's not mm -hmm. like a, a huge amount. I'm not charging thousands of fucking dollars. It's like fifty bucks. Yes, just just to you know cover the the time the half day off work. So um, yeah, so oh it, yeah, it, I got you. Yeah. A couple of people, a couple of people offered me money and of course i took it <laughs> you know i was like yeah. i was like hey can i pay you for it i'm like yeah sure you know you know yeah you know but that's the thing and, uh, if you're good at something what can I pay? if you're good at something get paid for it you know usually yeah, if, yeah. if it's friends if it's it's my mates yeah it's 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 done with love and that, that's good enough for me um but you know when people want to use my name and benediction's name like you know throw me some money because I'm, I'm gonna take time off for it so yeah, I think I, I think maybe, well, I haven't been asked for a while to actually do stuff and everything else is, oh, everyone's asked me. It's been my friends. Like you've asked me or I asked you or yeah. other people have asked me. It's, it's been my friends. I haven't actually had any, it's not, it's been a while since of uh, just a, a band. I don't know. Just contacted me and say, Hey, could you do vocals? Although I Brazilian guy write me today and ask me for free stuff. Oh. <laughs> hey, tell tell Dave about that because that this that that was the <laughs> absolute best. I then this is going to be on the podcast. So please, by all means, Mister Lee, tell I know, us. I know, I know, I'm not Mr. trying to throw a bit. I'm not you, trying to throw any. You don't have to. Okay, use I'm not the trying to throw name. anybody under the. I won't, okay. I won't. So some guy from Brazil. I, I see. I, I always check the Facebook messages in the morning. So I checked Facebook's message this morning. We we have that automatic thing on Facebook that. When somebody writes, it automatically gives a, you know, thanks for contacting us, blah, blah, blah. So I go and I look at this uh, post and the guy's like, if you have a CD, DVD poster that you could sign, please send it to me as a gift. Here's my address. That is literally the, the, the message. <laughs> and uh, I was like, are, are you are you kidding me? I, I mean, not not even I don't even know who this guy is. He just just out of the blue. I mean, does this work? Does this this technique work with some people? Does this guy just write every band and say, hey, you send me a DVD? And it wasn't even like, you know, could you? It was just send me. That's how it started. Send me a DVD, CD, and a poster that you can sign to to my address as a gift. Literally. That yeah. was it. Uh, I've, I've had a couple of those myself. And, um, yeah, I've, I've responded by just saying, like, uh, sorry, mate, can't do that. Uh, you know, there's uh, channels to go through for things like this. Um, and also at the moment, I don't have any spare copies of CDs or you know, no posters, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, usually I could send something, but I'd, I'd like some postage, you know, that, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't mind sending free stuff because I have a pile of CDs that I've been sent that I've played and it's maybe not my kind of thing. And I'm, I'm not going to go and sell them secondhand. I'd rather send them on to people who would yes. enjoy them. So uh, and, yes. and I'll send that. But uh, how about, you, you know, send me in. What, what, remember back in the day, the IRC, the International Reply Coupons? Oh, yes. We used to get. Yes, yes. Yeah. And there was times that uh, you, you get sent money. You actually get sent dollars from people in yep. the States. Um, I mean, okay, yeah, I had to wait like four years before I could use the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but it, it was it was the point that it was you know it was the, they were being kind enough to do that and yeah I, I like that yes i've actually had people write me and uh on you know on the social medias and say if i sent you my the covers of my cds and and uh my or my my album covers and i sent you money would you sign it and like and i'm like you know the only money you need to send is what covers the the postage and yeah, and I've done that. So yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, I, 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 but never, never so bold. No, I'm sorry, never so bold that somebody would just ask me straight out for something. And uh, I, that was the first for me. You know, that for me, it was the first. Yeah, I mean, it, it it happens. I mean, I've had it happen a lot. But um, when when people ask, oh, can you? If I send this, can you sign it and then send it back? I always say, I, you know. If you want that, you really need to send it by registered mail, and I'll return it by registered mail, and it's going to cost a lot of money because it's Scandinavia, it's where I live, like, and uh, because yeah. you, you don't want to send your CD covers and they go missing because then then you're absolutely screwed. Right? So yeah, yes, yeah. and yeah. I, I wouldn't want the guy to think that I'd just not bother to send them back, right? Because some yeah. people, you know. They, they have to lay the blame somewhere. And I, I just think it's a risk that, that shouldn't be taken. Agreed. Agreed. So let's talk about file sharing, because I know as far as Cam goes, that's actually how he ends up working with, like, uh, Roga. Uh, because there's no... Uh... I think that's... A... Go ahead. No, no. What, I was, what were you going to ask? Because I, I said, I think that's kind of like the point how we how we do it is because we live all these different places right um it's not my thing is this is is there's such a negative stigma on it and i'm like um i don't understand why there's such a negative stigma. now i get it some of the older people like um you know there's older guys i actually play with we was like oh you it, i don't have that atmosphere where i'm in the garage and i'm with everybody or i'm in the rehearsal space and i'm with everybody and we're working on it together but I still think the way that I've done it, you know, I don't know how everyone else does it, but the way I've done it is if Roga sends me something, Roga usually writes everything with, with just their guitars and, and, you know, if he does any drum tracks, it's usually like program drums. But most of the time I tell him, just send me your riffs and he sends it to a click track and I'll critique it and I'll say, okay, this is great. I love this, but could you do this part a little bit more? Could you do this, you know, shorter or take that part out? Um, I think that's the same kind of what you would get in in a garage atmosphere, but I do get it that some people want that whole band uh, input. But uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I I don't. I think you kind of get the same thing. But I know there's a lot of people that are negative against it. They 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 look at it as like almost like it's cheating. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Well, no, and the thing is, is it makes things possible where like you can work with people and you can get massacre songs written, you know, for you by people overseas, which wouldn't, which would years ago would have been impossible. I mean, the idea of when all this began in the eighties, you being able to have a Swedish or Scandinavian guitar player, write you tracks, send it to you that you sing on that are finished by the way, that have drums and everything on them. I mean, dude, that just wouldn't have happened years ago. No, no. And, and, you know, that yeah. it changed everything. I mean, it really, I think the file changing really opened the world up to people being able to play together that normally wouldn't have had a chance to play together at all. Oh, most definitely. That's definitely, 
most definitely. And that's why I said I, I don't know why there's some people that have a negative stigma against it, other than, other than, you know me, I don't, here, here we go. <laughs> no, no, no holds barred. Uh, unless they're kind of like jealous, unless they're just jealous cunts that are like, oh, well, he can get a band no matter what. And, and I, it takes me forever to get three guys to come down here and be in the, be in the garage with me. And it's taken us six years to write three songs. <laughs> you know, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I'm giving you the Florida version of, of musicians I've worked with for years. No, but that's the thing. I've right, worked though. with musicians. It sounds yeah, about I've right. worked with musicians. I worked with so many musicians that that are, especially here in Florida, that are like, um, and I'm not throwing anybody out of the bus, but you know, they're like, you know, we'll get together, we'll write some music, and we'll be together for two years and only have one song. And it's like I work with Roga, and 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 uh, I get a full album within like two weeks, and that it shows you like a difference in in, uh, you know, um, uh, just a difference, man. There's just a discipline. That, that yeah, yeah. Roga has. It's okay. definitely the discipline. All right, uh, yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it, it is there. Um, one thing I've got to ask you, Cam. Uh, I mean, I've worked with, yes. with with Roga since 2013, and we're now 10 years later, and I've done multiple albums with him. I, um, I'm not even going to try and count right now because it'll take too long because I'll, I'll probably forget something. But I've never met the guy. Have you met him? No. no, exactly. Are we saying that he could be an AI? Yeah, yeah I mean, well. literally. I mean, <laughs> I know he exists. I've seen photographs of him and his lovely wife and his children. Yeah, but no, I have. Not, I've not met him. No. Um, plus, he lives out. He lives way out in Sweden. I mean, almost up to the almost to the point of Norway. Almost like I think he lives way out there, way out there in the in. You know, it's not like Oslo. He's like out there in the in the friggin' woods <laughs> somewhere. That's right. Yeah, so, he, he's a long yeah. way from the, the big cities. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's like this isolated Swedish death machine. <laughs> he's maybe he's a Terminator. This could be a possibility. You know, a death metal Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. We've covered we've covered all that. Now let's talk about influences because you and Dave uh, share some influences, uh, but mainly being, say the word, Mr. Ingram. Celtic Frost. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, Tom G. Warrior, to be, to be more specific. Tom yeah. G. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, my two main vocal influences are Tom G. Warrior and this guy. Cam, like <laughs> uh, seriously, like, it, it, and I, I have always maintained those. Th these two guys are the, the biggest influence, and it's great because both these guys are now good friends with me, and right. you know it, it's really nice to you know hang out. And th I, I, I just got to say this quickly: um, met Tom a few times, and uh, we exchanged phone numbers. And then one day, I'm sort of sitting looking at my phone. I don't have notifications on on WhatsApp. Sure. Never have it on. Right. And um, I'm, I'm sort of looking, scrolling my phone, and suddenly this this little menu pops down. And it says, "Tom Gabriel Fisher is calling you." And I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> and and obviously, I was like w walking around, and my wife's in the other room, and she's like, "What's the matter?" And I was like, "Tom's calling me." Tom's calling. And, I was like, <laughs> and she's like, "Dave, 
answer the fucking phone <laughs> before it rings off. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. And we, we, we had like a, a half an hour conversation about everything and, uh, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he, he's such a fucking lovely bloke. He really is. Him and his girlfriend, Kathy, uh, they're wonderful people. They really are. And, that's and, great. That's great. I've ne- not met him, and so that's awesome to hear. You know, and I would. I, I told uh, Pete this the other day. I said, um, I don't know about you, and obviously you just told this story, so you must be the same way as me. I get, I get tongue tied if I meet someone who is my, um, who is my inspiration. I don't know what to say, and I totally become the little boy again. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I absolutely like. I, um, example for me um, is Dan Beeler of Exciter, um, because oh, cool. back in the day, yeah, back in the day when when um, before when I was in Mantis and when I was just drumming, I looked to Dan Beeler as an example of saying, "Oh well, fuck, I can play drums and sing. He can do it. You know, I should be able to do it." So he was an inspiration to me. Mm. And then, then in 2017, I met him, and I completely froze up. I didn't know what to say, and I, I just I just went up to him like, "Hey, Dan," and I walked away. And I kind of regret to this day that I I didn't go further. And and we're playing with them coming up pretty soon, and yes. and a lot of these festivals. So Pete's made it a made it made it his goal to make sure that I actually speak to him this time. Yeah, because so, I literally go yeah. ahead. Yeah, so so when you guys play the Exit Festival in um, in Serbia uh exciters the headliner and you guys are playing right before them so i have i have one mission is to make sure that you talk to dan bueller and you actually words come out of your mouth in a semblance yeah of- yeah other than <laughs> other than other than the geeky hey man how you doing you know yeah so that's, <laughs> but i mean i would i would literally be the same way in tom i would probably be the same way with tom because it's just like this guy is the guy that just is the blueprint i mean he's the blueprint he was like when i heard hellhammer um, because I was doing the, I was doing the very much like the, 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 the uh, cross between Cronus and Jeff Basira type vocals when I first started. Yeah. And then I heard that, I heard that Hellhammer demo, um, cause we were tape trading and I believe, I believe it might've been Monty Connor that sent me the Hellhammer demo. And I remember Chuck hated it. <laughs> <I> remember, <laughs> he hated it. And I was like, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. And, uh, that's every, that's, I, I really loved his enunciation. I think that was the main thing is the way he enunciated things. And I was like, it just, it just clicked with me. And I, that's what I tried to emulate the most. Yeah. Yeah. You, you write about his enunciation. Cause I did uh, a cover version and it was pre hell frost and fire. This is the thing that happened with Roger and one of the friends of his via a friend of his, uh, with, um, Rick DeMusis, who's the guitarist in uh, hell frost and fire. He had a band called Gath. Uh, G-A-T-H, Gath, um, just because of my accent, sorry. Um, and he said to me, he wrote and said, do you, you want to do this Celtic Frost cover? Um, and I said, which one? And he said, uh, Dethroned Emperor. And I said, no, it's called Dethroned Emperor. And yeah, I, I yeah. actually, did, when, when I, I did the vocals, I emulated Tom in the exact same way as he sang it. That's awesome. Because you can't do it any other way. Uh, nope. in, in my opinion, you have to do it. Dathroned Emperor. You know, you have yep. to do that. You have to do it that way because he, he, he spoke, he, he said he, he enunciated things his way and it worked. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was that hook. 
It was that hook, and I think that's what what I took from it was the hook. And I always took it. What I what I took from okay. Now we're telling secrets. <laughs> so this is gonna <laughs> yeah. Where this is gonna get out. So what what I took from it was remember how you know he did he will end something with he'll have a sentence. You know he's not really deep. He's not deep. He just has a way of enunciating things. But he would hold out that last word. He would yeah. hold the last word out. And that's what I took from him. I'm like, oh, man, that's genius. Like, everything else is snapping. And then suddenly that last word he would hold out. And I was like, yes. And, and, and exactly how you said it, dethroned emperor. It's just the way he said it. He didn't just say emperor. He just, emperor. He just held it. He held it out. And it just was like, yeah, there's something about that, man. It's it's catchy. It's a hook. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he was. It doesn't matter if he was saying, you know, um, chocolate ice cream. It was just, you know, whatever way he said it. That's right. That's right. It, he had a way with his words. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about another subject that since I have you two here and you guys have been doing this a long time and, you yep. know, you guys have been doing this at a certain level for a long time. Let's yes, talk. I'm an old man. Oh yes, God! <laughs> so let <laughs> so let's talk about touring. I mean, especially these days, because things have definitely changed. And you know, Cam, me and you have talked about it, and then me and Dave talked about it in our interview. But I mean, I I I think since I have both of you here at the same time, I mean, you guys have been doing this a long time. So let's talk about the the things that things that are different now. Uh, per se to the things uh, the way that used to be with, with touring and what it's like touring as basically as you know as you guys get into into an into a a certain age you know what i mean not saying you guys need wheelchairs or rollers or anything but i mean when you guys go to play festivals you see a lot of younger kids you know there are a lot of young young bands on there 18 19 um does that give you fire does that does that does that spur you on or are you just like oh no i, I i'm it's time for me to turn this over to the younger kids dave oh uh, well I, when i see that I, I i love it like they they're there they they weren't there in the first wave they right. weren't there in the second wave and these guys may not have been there for the third wave but they're here now sure and they they know their stuff Yep. And that's the important thing is the fact that they went and back and did their research. They did their history. Right. They went back and said, oh, yeah, we listened to early benediction, early massacre, Celtic frost, venom. Right. Right. And, and, and they, they have all that in their arsenal. Sure. Uh, so I, I always didn't want to say that word on a, on a podcast. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll do it again. Arsenal, there. Um, but yeah. we, we 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 always appreciate those. I do for sure, and, and the rest of Benediction as well. Uh, well, the old guys, anyway. Um, but yeah, the, the, these young guys that come along, they got fresh faces, uh, fresh talent, and they have slightly different ideas how things are done. So you can take an old school sound and modernize it but sure. it's still old school right and the one band that i'm going to uh, lord it over about this is entrails okay yeah oh yes yes yeah, yeah. absolutely love that band sure right, so yeah. uh they're they're, they're they're the one we we, we played with them at, um at the uh, scandinavian death fest back in 2019 it was, yeah it was pre-pandemic um and we arrived about 30 minutes before they went on and I was down the front, 
as soon as they went on, I was right down the front, leaning on the on, on the barrack because people were sort of stood at the bar, and I was like, "You fucking assholes, come on, come watch these guys. They're fucking good." Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, brilliant, brilliant. We played with them too several times. Brilliant band. Brilliant. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. They yeah. know what they're doing, and they 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 bring it. They really bring it. Uh, so yeah, um, and being sort of you know in my I'm 54 now. Um, the the difference in. the difference is for me the difference is, is ah, I mean I, I I suffer from um, chronic arthritis sure and the pain is constant so I I medicate with alcohol uh, I also use these codeine pills which sort of it's it's kind of like it's morphine, sure. but I don't take them all the time because I can't, right? Because it's going to fuck me up. Of course, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, so, it's not good for your liver. Yeah, no. So I, I I I do what I do, and I do what I have to do, so I can still get out on stage and and do this shit. Right. Um. So if ever you see me live and it, I, I seem like I've had a bit to drink, it's because I'm in a lot of pain. Don't worry about it. We still do a good show. Uh, that's not an excuse. Stop laughing. <laughs> Stop laughing, Peter. Oh, good God. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, yeah, you know, getting old sucks, but it happens to everyone. And I, I'm just glad that I'm in the position that I can still do this. Sure. It hurts. Exactly. It, it hurts, but fuck it. I'm still going to fucking do it. Did you ever imagine like, that back in 90, 91, uh, when you, when you came around with Benediction, that you'd still be doing this now? Did you, did you think there'd still be an audience? Because I always ask Cam that, you know, when, because when well, fuck, did, I didn't think the planet was going to be here. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think we'd fucking be here still, man. But you know, we we've, we've talked about it on the podcast how different it was. I mean, especially being in uh, in Florida and watching it and watching it coming up and playing house parties to people that literally the only reason you did it is because they'd let you play. But they were absolutely disgusted by you. You know, there was no part of them that was happy when you. They were, they were like, it was like, oh my god, what the fuck is this noise? Stop! You know. But you went and played because it was the only place that would let you play. So the fact that this music has come to the point now where, like, you know, tonight you'll be playing for like four thousand people here at this place. Really? That's what they say it is. They say it's four thousand. I don't, I don't, I don't know, Dave. But that's what they say it is. They, the O2 Hall is supposed to be four thousand. Well, I've just shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> so but but like i said it, it's it's come a long way since playing in living rooms for four or five people and that this music is accepted by more people so did you ever think that at least for you being in being in birmingham did you ever think that it would come to this point where you're playing these big festivals and this would be a normal thing for you guys to go out and do in the summertime for me i have to say no i didn't think that Neither. because Neither. Of the fact, I mean, I left Benediction in 98. Right. And I did Bolt Thrower for six years. Uh, and then that was it. Right. And I left Bolt Thrower because I, I had sort of very bad mental health issues. And yeah, uh, I, I thought that was it for me. Sure. And it was actually, again, Roger right. in 2013, which was what? Uh, it was 2006, I think, 2007, when I stopped music. Not with Bolthor. I, I did a Danish band for a little while. Right. Which, you know, we put out a couple of albums, but it was um, well, it was bloody rubbish, to be quite honest. Uh, but um, yeah, I, and I, 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 when I got the call for Benediction to come back, right, I never expected it. And originally, it was going to be 
um, because their their singer at the time, Dave Hunt, uh, needed time out to do his uh, PhD, right. his, his studies, and he was going to come back. But eventually, uh, he he said, like, I, I can't come back. Uh, I can't commit to a new album. So the guy said, well, we don't just want you for six or seven shows. Right. How about you come back full time? And I remember uh, I asked the family, and the family were like, fuck yes. Uh, um, so... I mean, I always, you know, it's always family first. So. Of course, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and they, they, they actually, you know, they gave me the the permission I needed, um, and yeah, here I am back doing this this bloody rubbish, crazy shit, walking around <laughs> on stage, half drunk, <laughs> singing about these horrible things. I don't know. Oh, 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 yeah, I'm getting old. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Cam, you you go uh, on with your bad self now. All right. Well, first off, I'm fatter. Um, <laughs> so that that happened, but that happened no, like only in, since COVID. So, uh, but I, I guess that's also my my heritage catching up to me. Um, which we were talking about this earlier. You know, I'm for for half Asian guy. I'm actually pretty tall for an Asian. So I think that that that, that throws people for a loop. You know, five foot ten. So that throws people. Um, everybody else I've been in bands with, they've either been hobbits or giants. So <laughs> I'm in between. So, uh, but um, uh, going back to what the original question was originally about how the younger crowd is, I'm the same way, Dave. I, I enjoy the younger crowd. There's been younger bands that I've met, and he's right on, is when these younger guys come up, they know their history. Unlike the cunts that were fucking my fans from originally who don't know shit about me, there's fucking these younger generation kids that know everything. I've got fans now, younger, these younger kids that are literally, I have one guy who's 16 years old. And he writes me all the time, and he's he knows everything. And he's like, "Gosh, I wish I could really come see your shows. None of your shows are are, are ever, um, you know, all all ages. They're always like eighteen or older. I can never come see him." And this kid knows more about me. He knows or talks about more about me than I stuff I forgot. And he reminds me. I'm like, "Oh," and I, I of course I don't tell him that <laughs> when he's writing me. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that, didn't I?" And then I write him back and. Um, but yeah, it is true. He said, like, like Dave said, there's so many that know their stuff. They're the, like, he, maybe the fifth or fourth gener or fourth or fifth generation of, of fans, but they are knowledgeable on, and maybe that's because of the internet. But I also, we, we've had this discussion before. Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> so uh, my Wikipedia at least is really wrong. And so is the, it, it, you know, most people get their metal information from the, uh, what is it, the Encyclopedia Metellum. That stuff is wrong, too. There's stuff, at least with mine, it's, there's, some, there's some wrong stuff on there. And I've actually tried to, me, myself, have tried to reach out to these, you know, websites and stuff. It's, hey, this is me, and, you know, this, this little information you have here is wrong. And I've had people fire back, well, no, I heard it from this person. I'm like, this is me. I'm fucking telling you on my thing, this is wrong, but you heard it from somebody else and you won't correct it. I don't know. So, but there are, you know, like I said, there's those generations out there, those kids out there that know. So that's very cool. That's very cool. And there's these younger bands that are bringing that old school sound back. They're bringing that style. Back. And there's an appreciation for us, which we, at least I didn't get it with my peers. Um, the appreciation for 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 what we are, for our position, for what we've done with with the music and the scene comes from the younger crowd more than it comes from our peers, and that's amazing. That that kind of gives you a that gives you that secondary lift where you know 
we didn't have that before. And it was like, it was like a downward, like, ah, oh, fuck, no one appreciates what the fuck I did in life. No one gives a fuck that, you know, I started this shit or I helped start this shit. No one gives a fuck. And then I get this 16 year old kid come up and he's like, oh man, everything you've done for, for, for metal is amazing. So that really changes perspective. It helps, it, it helps build that, that, uh, helps build you back up. You know, when you come, sometimes you can be in a slump and, uh, you know, we're all grown men here. We've all been dealing with slumps and I've dealt with it. My, my shares, my, you know, my, myself. Yeah. I've but, married um, a few. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so, um, um, yeah. Other than that, you know, what is it like being this old? And like I told you before, I fucking honestly, I did not. The, the 80s lied to me, man. The 80s fucking lied. No, I swear to God, I, I thought we'd be in dystopia by now. You know, I did not think every. OK, we got cheated on two things. We either got cheated with dystopia. We got cheated from Escape from New York. Or we got cheated with Back to the Future. We don't have the flying cars and the fucking skateboards, and we definitely don't have dystopian Escape from New York. So we got kind of cheated. I feel cheated on both. The '80s lied to me. So did I think I'd be here now? No, I absolutely did not, because I didn't think any of us would fucking be here. So <laughs> um, it is amazing to me. I'm still, you know, I still struggle when I go out there, man. You know, it's, I still. Uh, you know, I got to get my fat ass up on stage and roll around like a walrus. So, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's talk about new music, uh, Mr. Ingram. What do you got? Do you have anything coming out new with Benediction at some point? We're working on stuff. Um, that's pretty much as much as I can say. We've got a, a, about three, four songs that are rolling around, and we're still working on things. We've had some sort of internal stuff going on with the band. And so, yeah, we've had to sort of sort that out. Then we've got the, all the gigs started again this year. Then in less than a month, we're off to South America. Yeah, I saw you guys uh, have the South American run. Yeah, for like two weeks, sort of a gig, day off, gig, day off, which I'm, I'm quite pleased with because then we, we, we sort of not, uh, yeah, up, up. It, at my age, I can't do sort of gigs every day. Get off stage, get on a plane, get on stage, get on a plane. No, I, I, I'm going to need sort of, you know, a night with my, my feet up, of my pajamas on, and uh, maybe a pair of... Uh, silky pajamas? Maybe silky pajamas, uh, or maybe some of those... Uh, I, I'm not sure where I heard it before, but those wank pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wank shorts. Wank yes. shorts. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna bring it. I, it I was, was going to bring it. And in, I, so. I, I have to tell you, I learned that from seventies PE teachers. Oh no! You oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, man! The images I have now of bike shorts in my freaking head. Thanks yes. to you. Oh, thank you, Mister Lee. You're just fucking awesome. I'm telling you. Every fucking seventies PE teacher in America was a fucking pedophile. I'm sorry, I'm Tom. <laughs> so before you before you get us completely banned from every podcast <laughs> platform, what do you have new coming up, Mister Lee? What what's going on with you, Cam? Oh gosh, besides the the wanking and the shorts. Um, yes. Okay. Um, uh, oh, well, you know, I you know me. I, we've got stuff working on, and and I've had some my own 
issues. You know, I'm not ripping on anybody, you know, and everybody that does the band. Dude. It's kind of hard, you know, because Massacre is in Massacre isn't your typical band. Um, but we're we're in the, there, there's a live version of Massacre and then there's a studio version of Massacre. And um, uh, unfortunately, the guys that were live, I tried to get to kind of integrate it over into making studio music. And it quite it didn't work out that way. So I, I had to go back to to if it doesn't work or if, it, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, the old saying, if it's not. Yeah. So I was like, I've got the guys that can do this. So I reached out to Roga and I reached out to Johnny and I said, look, you know, it's it's been a while. Um, let's you know, would you would mind writing some new stuff? And of course, the, the Swedish death machine got me stuff within three days. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we started I started working on some stuff. Uh, Thanks to Roga, um, I had to bring him back because I mean he, he's reliable. You know, I, I've got guys that will give me excuses all day long here in Florida, um, and and uh, after after almost a year, a year, uh, it's it's yeah, it's been over a year actually. So over a year, I was like, I have not produced any new music in this band, other than the little uh, side little things we did. And I said I need to really get somebody that's going to work. And I was like, you know, actually it was my wife. It's always the woman. The wife said, why are you looking outside of the box? She's like, Elena was like, what are you doing? She's like, what? you've had the perfect guys to do this. Why are you looking any further? And I'm like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I reached out to Roga, and that's what we're working on now. Cool. Cool. Excellent. So uh, let's wrap this up because I'm sure Mr. Ingram has stuff to do today since he's going to go be a rock star in a little while. But uh, I, uh, I think you are. I think you are. At least I'm going to take pictures of you being a rock star tonight. Okay. So, well, there, there we we'll, go. We'll make sure you get my T-shirt in there. <laughs> oh wait, uh, yeah, and, and I've got a, I've got another T-shirt for you, by the way, in in, in my backpack, uh, which is good news because I didn't bring a spare. So, <laughs> so the one I'm wearing is going to get very wet. And I'm going to need a fresh one afterwards. So there, there you, there you go. We have a we have a massacre shirt for Mr. David Ingram. So thank you, Cam. <laughs> No, no problem. No problem. So uh, wrapping this up, uh, it's been great having you again, Dave. It's always awesome having you. It was nice having you with Cam because I know this was something me and him had discussed when we found out we were going to have the chance to do this. So we appreciate it. We thank you for coming on. Well, thank you guys. Like it, It's always a pleasure. I will say this every time. It is always a pleasure. So uh, anytime you want, let's let's do it again. All right. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And Cam, and you got any final words, my friend? I just want to say thank you to David. I want to say thank you to you for doing all this and getting all the stuff and everything you've done. Thank you to all the people that even give a shit and listen to the show. Because I don't, I mean, I don't, I never know. I never know if there's this, do we have like two or three fans or do we have, you know, quite a few? But um, we know, have quite I do a appreciate, few, my friend. I, I do appreciate the people checking in. No, I do. I, I know there's, there's there's some people writing me now saying, wow, I listened to this in the episode and this and that. So I know people are tuning in. Right. And I've had people all my life, not all my life, but the last, you know, last decade or so. So you should write a book. You should write a book. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, just, I yeah, maybe I will. And I just never get around to it. And I never get And then some people are like, you should do a documentary. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I never get around to it. This is about the closest thing that people are going to get. If people really want to know stuff about the past people want to know stuff about the future people want to know get into my mindset and know that i wear wank shorts this is the only way <laughs> this is the only way they're going to really get get it and this is the this is the way they're going to get it right here right now maybe when i'm if i survive another 20 years and i'm 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 like before i fall into dementia or something 
Um, maybe I will do my memoirs, but who knows? But right now, that's what this is what you get. And I appreciate everybody that's helping out. Everybody there, everybody, you guys there, everybody that's helping uh, make this a platform where this can be actually done. Cool. So awesome. uh, on that note, I will tell everybody goodbye. Have a wonderful night. And as always, thank you for listening to Beyond the Massacre podcast. So we're going to end this episode with a very cool song from one of Cam's other bands. That's right. We're going to play a song from Bonar. And this song is special because it features both Mr. Cam Lee and David Ingram on vocals. So from the album Cannibal Crematorium, here is the song Carnivore Beneath.
Are you aware of how many dicks are really out there? Are you the type of person that goes through life questioning, man, am I surrounded by a bunch of dicks? Well, I can tell you a special technique that will allow you to detect whether or not the people that are around you are a dick or not. So I know you're asking yourself, Cam, how could I get this special technique? What is the secret? What can I actually get that will allow me to tell if a person that I'm interacting with is a dick or not before I even have to interact with them? I can tell you it's as simple as ordering something online and it is one of the easiest possible things you could do. To get this technique, all you simply have to do is visit Massacre at Bandcamp. That's right. You go to www.massacre3.bandcamp.com and you order anything off of the website there and you play it as you interact with some person that you suspect to be a dick. And just by doing this alone, their reaction would instantly tell you if they're a dick or not just by what they tell you. I mean, come on, don't you want that kind of protection in your life? Isn't that worth just having the protection, knowing that you can actually do something with this easy technique to determine, regardless of who the person is, if they are a dick or not? That's right, just play any of the massacre stuff off the website that you order, regardless if it's actual physical merchandise, if it's a CD, an LP, or if it's a digital download, it doesn't matter. You play massacre to them just before interacting with them, and just by their reaction, you can tell if this person is going to be a dick or not. Isn't that just worth anything and everything in your life to go out and just take the risk and order something just so you know regardless of who they are, if they're going to be a dick or not. Because that's the best kind of protection you could have. So go to www.massacre3.bandcamp.com and order anything off the website for your protection against dicks. This message has been brought to you by BullSarcasm.com. Absolute, complete bullshit. Nothing in this message is actually real other than the website to order from. I'll swallow your soul! Come get some.